0: Hello again, good to have your company Uh, as we bid you welcome to another Business Lunchtime Talk and we're running uh, these Business Lunchtime Talks to see how together we can put the Bible back into business. My name is Trevor Boyd and I'm the minister here in First Ruthryland Presbyterian Church. You can keep in touch with us through our YouTube channel by clicking on the subscribe button and that will allow you then uh, to get our weekly updates. Today we're continuing to think about the leadership of a young man called Daniel and our theme is Daniel Introducing a Change. To learn more about that, firstly we're going to read from the book of Daniel in chapter 1 following on from last week, verses 8 to 16. Daniel is introducing a change or a new idea and I'm sure many of you know how difficult that can be. So let's see how Daniel went about it. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into the favour and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs, and the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who has appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you will endanger my head before the king. So Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah, please test your servants for ten days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearances be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies and as you see fit so deal with your servants so he consented with them in this matter and tested them ten days and at the end of ten days their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies thus the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and give them vegetables and we finish there at verse 16. Now evidence suggests that none of us like change and as individuals some cope with change better than others. When companies change things it has to be done in a measured way to get both employees and customers to adapt to that change in a positive way. Today, We're focusing on how Daniel persuaded the person in authority to change the system. Now, some of you, depending on your experiences, you may well say, well, Daniel was a glutton for punishment. Why didn't he leave well enough alone? The system was that uh, Daniel and his friends were to be served food from the king's table. And Daniel, on their behalf, objected. These four... Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they were part, as you remember, of a larger group of captives. But these four had become a subgroup on their own with Daniel as their leader. He was the one who spoke on their behalf. He was the one who spoke to the person in charge of them. Remember that these are young men, most likely in their late teenage years, probably around 18, 19, heading for 20 They're captives, they're far from home. And Daniel becomes the model of a secure leader. He was the one who steps up to the plate and he was the one that we will see led in various ways for 60 years. Daniel was by no means an insecure leader. He developed and matured over time, but he was secure. On the other hand, we come across insecure leaders and insecure leaders are those leaders who lead out of worry and ambition. They're always looking around the corner, always looking over the shoulder to see what's happening. They tend to be a bit more sceptical. They feel the need to promote themselves rather than letting their work speak for them. They're often um, impatient and they're often not willing to wait for results they're driven by ambition so much so that they have that they have that tendency to cut corners they can in so doing they can hurt people's feelings they're only inclined to look out for number 1 but daniel wasn't like that daniel was a secure leader and Verse 8 of our reading gives us the answer. But Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. So Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they joined with Daniel in making this resolution. Daniel and his friends, they declined the king's food. They wanted to change the thing. They wanted to do it differently. But they went about it, you'll notice, in a respectful way. God had given Daniel favour and compassion in the sight of the official, the person who looked after them. The person that looked after them when he was approached about the change, he said, I fear my lord, the king who assigned your food and your drink for why should he see that you were worse in condition than the youth who are of your own age so you would endanger my head with the king that daniel was able to see where the complications lie or lay daniel's first request we see it's first met with favor and compassion Probably because Daniel was diplomatic. He he used the right language. He came across in the right way. He approached it with diplomacy. The king's servant naturally was resistant to any change. Why would you rock the boat? If something's working, why would you change it? The king's servant was resistant to the change. And he was honest enough. To explain his fears. Uh, he was afraid of losing his job and ultimately losing his life. And when he did so, then Daniel came back and offered a solution. Daniel didn't want to risk the eunuch's head and instead he put the proposition in such a way that Daniel was willing to take the risk and only for a few days for a specific time so after the 10 days Daniel and his friends turned out on their diet to be in better health than anyone else and so the king's servant put everyone else on the same diet Daniel was not only able to bring about change for his group but because of the results because of how he persuaded the overseer, then it was changed for everyone. The change was for the better. This never would have happened had Daniel not resolved to do what was right and then to go about things in a respectful and a diplomatic way. So there's a couple of pointers for us when we go to introduce change We need to have the right relationship with the people who are asking to bring in the change. We need to understand their concerns and fears. We need to be respectful and we need to be diplomatic. And indeed, we could argue that we need to do it in a measured way or even in a gradual way. There are many people, and when it comes to introducing change, they get the first part right they have clarity and they're about what they want to do and they're resolved about how they want to do it they they have the clarity that something needs to be changed and they're up for it They're, they're going to change it but then the struggle comes with how to introduce the change how to make things happen how to win hearts and minds so that people will follow through how to acknowledge that people will be concerned about how the change could negatively affect them. The government official looking after Daniel uh, and company, well, he, as we've discovered, he was afraid of losing his job and losing his life. And that fear had to be addressed for them to be able to make progress. Just if you, as you want to make changes, you have to equally bear in mind the concerns of your employees or the concerns of your customers or Indeed, the concerns of your owners, your managers. The change that Daniel was asking for, it was counter-cultural. It was certainly going against the green. People today are talking about when things return to normal. And in many ways, everything doesn't have to return how it was before Covid. Things can be different and things indeed are different. Uh, if, If they were different, maybe it would make a change, maybe it would bring better changes for individuals and for businesses. And so then that starts to beg the question, are we prepared to lead? Are we prepared to take the risk? Are we prepared to bring about change? For the better. Notice the wisdom with which Daniel approaches the, this problem. He he doesn't he doesn't go uh, on a hunger strike. He doesn't say no. I'm not eating that food, uh, and you'll have to sort it out before I eat anything else. No, he went about it in a diplomatic way. He proposed an experiment, and that's described in detail in verses 11 to 16. Uh, and there's an exchange. There there's communication. There's interaction between Daniel and the official. So when we're introducing change, there needs to be plenty of communication so that each party knows what's involved and what's concerned. Daniel asked for them to be tested for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, they looked better. The result was visible. Daniel seeks compromise with gentleness, not confrontation. He suggested a time-limited experiment so that Everybody concerned need a starting point and the finishing point, uh, and finding compromise involves discerning the interests of each party and then finding a way to meet the needs of all as far as that is possible. So today, which changes are you brave enough to introduce into your business? Can I challenge you uh, as a minister here in First Ireland, Can Ireland, can I challenge you to keep Sunday as a day of rest and we know that there are companies and shops and businesses that do keep Sunday and we're thankful for that. But can we encourage more of you to keep Sunday as a day of rest for you and your family and for your staff? Major supermarkets are currently pushing for extended Sunday opening hours in the run-up to Christmas to try and make up for lost trade. Or that's their argument. As consumers, can I challenge myself, can I challenge you who are consumers to change your buying habits and avoid having to shop on Sunday? Because labour is typically the greatest cost for most shops. If a shop, think about this now, if a shop is able to reduce its labour costs by one-seventh, or fourteen percent would that not result in a gain for both employer and employee? Not such a bad idea, maybe. Well, Tesco, Tesco already do it on the Isle of Lewis by not opening on a Sunday, so all their customers make their purchases on six days rather than spread over seven days. So they have less labour costs. So surely that's going to have a positive impact on their profit. Something for you to think about, and and even if you want to send me a message or correspond. So thanks for spending time with us today. We'll see you the same place, same time next week, as we think and keep thinking about making changes for the better. Thanks for now, bye-bye.